When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Breaking things down here on a Sunday, it is now officially August, which means college football season is right around the corner. Pitt football is gearing up now. Uh, I had a good talk with Wes Euler, a big Mountaineer guy, West Virginia guy, about the potential realignment of college sports with the Big 12 looking like it's about to fall apart. Um... So if you want to go listen to that, that there's there, you can listen to that episode. It was aired on Thursday here on the DK Podcast Network, which you can get, by the way, by subscribing to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, and anywhere the podcasts are hosted. Remember to rate us five stars. The positive comment doesn't just help out this show, but all the shows like DK's Daily Shots, uh, my Lolly Carter Steelers podcast with Dale Lolly, uh, Alex Stump with the Pirates podcast, Jared with, with Pirates and Penn State, and of course, 66 to 87 with Taylor, Dave, and Tom. Lots of shows include Mad Chad and Eddie, all those guys. We got a lot of growing shows on the network. But I wanted to split this show up. Normally, it's all basketball or all football. But at least for this first segment, I wanted to talk to you all about the situation with Justin Champagny. Now, if you read the article I wrote for DKPittsburghSports.com the night of the draft, you know he went undrafted. Now, he did sign a two-way deal with the Toronto Raptors, which was good. It means he signed, he's going to be in the NBA. He's the first guy in like three years to do so um, while coming from Pitt. And in fact, uh, he's the first player uh, to, since, he's the first player that hasn't been recruited by Jamie Dixon, but been part of the Pitt uh, Panthers program to, um, to be signed to an NBA team. No player that was recruited by Kevin Stallings has done that, and he's the first Jeff player of the Jeff Capel era to take that shot and uh, get in. Now, that itself is a victory for Justin. He's going to be, um, he's going to have a shot. You know, he's going to be able to work in the summer league and the G League and compete against other guys that are like him, figuring their, figuring their way into the uh the nba now for those who understand are probably like wait hey chris well go back what's a two-way contract well a, a two-way contract is when like a player like justin 
um, signs a contract so that they can play both for the NBA and the G League, which is like the minor league for for, for the NBA, uh, while being under the control of an NBA franchise for that season. Uh, these contracts are limited to two per team, so you know it's it's still a limited slot and can only be uh, given to players that have less than four years of NBA experience. Experience. Um, and players on a two-way contract do not count against the team's like overall roster. So this was great for Justin because as I was following the NBA draft Thursday night, I was watching the names rattle off, and it just it just became clear and clear like it was going to be a tough road for him to be among the selections. Now he did tell us when we talked to him before the draft, and I wrote about this for the website as well, that um, a team told him that they were he was going to be their pick if he was still around at a certain point in the draft. But as we know, draft season in all sports are full of lies. There's all sorts of misinformation floated around. Many things that get said to players that, that if you buy into, um, uh, you know, things, things like that. So uh, it's, it's not always, you know, it's not always, uh, you know, believable when you're in that season. And, and it's it's stressful for players going through this. Heck, we were talking about this with a lot of pit football guys with how, you know, a lot of them, you know, were picked in the towards the end of the draft, even though they had six guys. And there were other guys who, you know, like Paris Ford, who thought he was going to get drafted, didn't. And now he's making his way with the Rams. Uh, but it just, it became more and more present that it was going to be tough to, uh, for, for Justin to get it. Because again, he's 6'7". You know, he, you know, he, he, he wasn't, he didn't have the outside shot. Great rebounder can, can score. But the thing is everybody in the NBA draft can score. There's only two rounds, only 60 picks. And like the guy who was the 58th pick in the draft was like a six, nine center who could jump out of the, uh, you know, out of the gym and get great rebounds and all these other things. Um, and it was just, it's tough to measure up when you got, big guys who can kind of do what Justin does and you know without without the polish in his game it'd be tough for teams to pick him over them now that being said he certainly was on the list on, on the list of guys that were like coming up now ESPN ranked the uh throughout the night they ranked like the players and how they saw them getting uh you know getting selected and of the remaining players they ranked him at 13th um, out, out of the guys. So, I mean, he still had a little ways to go. But, I mean, again, this is the competition of the NBA draft. Uh, you know, on this list, you had Austin Reeves from Oklahoma, who, who did really well. Matthew Hurt, who was the leading scorer of, of the ACC. Carleek Jones for Louisville, who was a huge deal. Uh, I mean, if, if you saw Pitt play Louisville, you know how good he is. Sam Hauser for Virginia, uh, a national champion. Uh, so, there is, and you know, DJ Stewart from Duke, you know, blue, blue bloods where, where you know, see their guys not get drafted every year. So it was tough for Justin, but also for the crowd out there that says, hey, man, he definitely should have stayed back. This was a failure. This was horrible. I, I'd say pump the brakes on that mentality because when I look at, uh, when, when, I, when I look at it is that Justin was first team all ACC. First Pitt Panther to ever do that, and I'm not so sure that he does that again in a second year. One, he had two knee injuries, so he, he and he admitted he was a little nervous about you know re-aggravating or doing more damage to a knee that keeps him from getting to the NBA at all. And then two, you just don't know how next season's going to work. You know, Pitt already had a lot of guys leave, so 
it's it, it was going to be rough for Pitt to figure things out with him. Now, he would have been the, the bona fide star of the Pitt Panthers in 2020, uh, in 2022, but would they have been good? Would they have? Would he have had the best chance to still highlight? Would he still have been first team All ACC? I get that he feels like this was his best shot, and I, I I'm not mad at him for trying for for taking the shot. And Jeff Capel even he celebrated me. He's like, "Hey man, you got to chase your dream." And his dream was to get to the NBA. He took his shot, and he's at least he's signed into a two-way deal. He'll be in the G League this summer. He'll be able to prove to the Raptors, "Hey, I deserve you. You should you should promote me to your 15-man roster." And get me some experience, and who knows? Maybe he finds his way there. Justin, he's he's beaten the odds before. Remember, he was a two-star recruit when he came to Pitt. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't coming with the pedigree of Xavier Johnson, um, you know, and, and some of the other guys, or even guys like now, like John Hoogley, was a who's a four-star guy. But Justin Champagny, he he's beaten the odds before. Maybe he could do so again in the NBA. But I say congratulations to him for signing. I know you know, he probably wanted to be drafted. Um, it's a tough process, but this is a good first step. I think also for him and for Jeff Capel, uh, getting his first guy to the NBA. And who knows, maybe more will be around the corner very soon with the progress that the program tries to make. You're going to have guys like Nike Sabande this year who are transfer guys. But, you know, watch out for some of those. Maybe John Hugley, he's, you know, he's 6'9". Maybe he gets to be good enough to be put in that consideration. You know, Femi Udakali is coming up. That William Jeffers kid is extremely young. There's got they they've got the potential to maybe get some of that in the near future. But we're gonna take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to keep talking to you about some pit things, but we're gonna switch gears to football because some things happened the night of the NBA draft. In fact, that perked my interest, piqued my interest. That's probably the better word there, Chris. I don't know what perked my interest means. Anyways, you knew what I meant. You'll find out what I'm talking about after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
back here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, breaking things down here on a Sunday, the 1st of August. Remember, you can get this show, H2P Podcast, and all our shows here on DKPittsburghSports.com by subscribing to our podcast platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Check us out. Check out all of our shows. Rate us five stars. Give us positive comments when you do so. It helps out everybody. But... Let's switch pace here because, uh, you know, the NBA draft. You can only talk so much about Justin and his journey and what's going on. We'll keep a we will keep an eye on things in the G League throughout the summer, um, especially because you know we're still waiting for pit training camp to officially start and uh, for us to get a better sense of what uh, you know of what the season's going to look like this year. But there's still recruiting going on, and if you remember a couple months back, maybe a month back, geez. The pandemic makes all time just like mush together. But I wrote about this guy, Tyrese Fearbry. And he's a four-star edge rusher slash wide receiver from the area. Well, he grew up born in Pittsburgh, grew up a little bit in Las Vegas, moved back to Pittsburgh, and now he's playing for Perry High School. Same place, uh, Rod Rutherford. Uh, But he is a four-star guy, highly recruited, and I, talk, I wrote about it, and I talked about it in this podcast when I first spoke to Tyrese about his recruiting decisions. And when I spoke to him, he said Pitt was among his tops. But in, in pursuit for him was Penn State, Auburn, and Kentucky, along with Pitt. And those were his top four schools. At the time, he told me that Penn State was where he was leaning. And then shortly after that, he committed to Penn State. And it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, hey, good for him. He's, he's, he's making his own decisions. He's doing his things. Hey, can't, can't uh, besmirch a kid for figuring, you know, he's figuring out where he wants to go. But then something happened this past week. Because late, well, Thursday afternoon, I was, uh, as I'm going through everything, it's Steelers training camp and uh, doing, you know, doing the other pit podcast, on, you know, on on the realignment of everything, and then you know, watching the NBA draft, keeping tabs on that for you guys. Something happened, and at first it was, you know, normal Pat Narduzzi stuff. Pat Narduzzi, if you follow him on Twitter, and you're a, and you're a diehard pit fan, and you're not following him on Twitter. First of all, what are you doing? Second of all, Pat will give you little hints. He'll give you little hints here and there. He'll post some emojis. He'll post some some like a gif of Blitzberg, you know, letting you know, and just like a hey, you know, just kind of like everyone calls it the pat signal, you know, like letting you know, like hey, like I, I I'm not saying something happened, but I'm saying something happened. Everyone knows the deal there, and that's usually a hint that something's going on in recruiting, and you should look around Twitter or anywhere else to see what a young man might be posting on his Instagram or his Twitter page about where he's going to school. And shortly after that, in fact, two hours to the minute, Tyrese Fearbry announced he was decommitting from Penn State and that he will be letting the world know what his decision will be soon. And of course, everyone's wheels started spinning. Whoa, 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 what does that mean? What does that mean? And Pitt fans were just, the H2P tweets came out there. That's another thing that you can do. Uh, I always think it's cool. Pitt fans do have a presence online 
when a kid is deciding whether or not they want to go to Pitt, there's people posting Rock, the Pitt Panther, GIFs of him, H2P, pictures of fans, all those things, letting the kid know like, hey, you can come here and be a star. And I don't know how much that helps in the grand scheme of things, but I think it's really good optics. But as soon as Tyrese Fearbride posted that, here come the H2P memes. Here comes everybody being excited. And I really think everyone has a reason to be excited about this guy. Now, this is no guarantee that he's picking Pitt. He may pick Kentucky. He, you know, I know Auburn pitched him really hard, and he was like, I don't know, man. And when I talked to Pitt, him about Pitt, he said, you know, there's some things about it. I don't know. You know, he's like, you know, he felt like he was making a better connection with the guys that were at Penn State. Which is crazy, though, because, again, his cousin is currently playing for Pitt football, Dayon Hayes, sophomore edge rusher, also out of the City League in Westinghouse. And so I was like, hey, so, like, is there any dreams of playing next to Dayon? He's like, he's like, you know, yeah, maybe. But he didn't seem too keen on it. Now, there's again, there's no indication from Tyrese that he's definitely picking Pitt, definitely picking Kentucky, maybe recommitting to Penn State. He could do whatever. There could be another school that just got in play. But when Pat usually gives out hints like that, there's most likely something there. And again, if I'm a young edge rusher and I just saw Pitt send two guys to the NFL draft in the first four rounds in Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones, I might think a little bit more about that. Because this is a defense that's built on me being successful. This is a defense that's going to tell me to go after the quarterback pretty much every time there's a pass play. No confusion. No no fake this out, fake that. Just go get the quarterback. Or Bill Cowher would say, rush the quarterback. Just rush the quarterback. And if I'm a young high school player and I'm seeing the way Pitt plays, and I don't got and, and yeah, sure, Pitt struggles. They they lose games with extra points, but and, and those things suck. But you know what doesn't suck? The way that they rush the quarterback. And if I can be highlighted in that way, maybe that's a way for me to get to the NFL, make my millions, build my career, and do so at a program that I'll get a shot. These are the things that I keep saying that take time. The people that want to fire Pat Narduzzi because he hasn't had that complete season yet. He's got to, you got to give a guy to build a time to build the culture. And I'd say he's building it. Granted, they haven't had that big winning season yet that, you know, that puts them in the, in the national spotlight. They've had a couple good moments. That's a couple really good moments, I'd say. Beating undefeated Miami, beating undefeated Clemson, they've they've you know making the ACC championship game even though Clemson beat, did beat them up on beat up on them in that game. They've certainly had plenty of good moments with Pat Narduzzi, but they need a good season, a banner season where they can say like this was a great year for Pitt. And again, I've been saying this might be the year. Kenny Pickett came back. The defense got a lot of a lot of depth on it. The offense got a lot of exciting parts on at receiver. We're excited to see what happens at running back. Maybe the ground game returns. And maybe if they can get a if this if Tyrese Fearbry works out, that's a major win. Also, that's a snag from Penn State. 
even though they're not playing each other right now, that's a major win. That's a, a recruiting win. You can go to work the next day and be like, you see what happened? <laughs> you, you Talk to John from Penn State at your office and be like, yeah, John, stuff it. Pitt beats you guys, even though you're like 10 times the size of Pitt as far as your resources sometimes. You got Happy Valley, still no one, no one cared. But that's part of what the recruiting game is, right? It's building that atmosphere, building that environment, that culture that these kids are going to want to go to. And you want to be able to win more battles in Western Pennsylvania and especially in Pittsburgh. Get these kids that are coming up, living for football, breathing football, eating football, and get them to rock with the program. Now, again, Tyree Spherebride is not a short thing. We got to still see how he decides. But maybe with Pat's tweet, maybe with Tyrese's tweet, maybe that's a, that'll be one small victory in the chain to get Pitt more of those types of wins moving forward. We'll keep you posted on that and more on DKPittsburghSports.com, both with what I write as Chris Carter, with all my Pitt articles, and with the H2P podcast that you can listen to Thursdays and Sundays here on the DK Podcast Network. You can also listen to it anytime. It's just when I post it. It's Thursdays and Sundays. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to our channel here. We have all the shows, whether it's Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, you name it. We got it. Tons of content every day. Rate us five stars. Leave us positive comments. All of it helps us out. Be back in years very soon with more here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Peace.